Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop. This is the greatest thing about sports. Is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez Cleary. Happy Monday to everybody out there. Be a little bit more happy if Nebraska were able to get seven more points. But you know what? Still, I think a lot of people still came out of that feeling pretty good about Nebraska. Rico uh, doesn't care how you feel. It was saying no, okay. Everybody needs to chill out <laughs> first off, and I will get to that in a second after I fix my mic. You should yeah. turn my mic off, please. Oh yeah, yeah. You gotta fix that. Uh, so yeah, Rico's feeling some type of way. So that's uh, that's a good uh, promotion uh, for as we got going here. Uh, of course, we'll break down the Nebraska Purdue game uh, as as we kind of saw it. There's also a lot going on in college football, so uh, we can kind of get to that. Uh, PB and J sandwiches being thrown in the Big Ten. Uh, Tennessee fans are just taking the goalposts, and that, now they have to pay for them. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot going on there, uh, so we can uh, get into that. Uh, and then uh, you know, Trey Palmer, the re- receiver records. Um, you know, he's kind of rewriting the receiver record book. What does that mean for Nebraska moving forward? You know, in this job search, um, if, if he can get more Trey Palmers, I think certainly that, that, that looks good for Mickey Joseph. Or do you see this? You know, I know there are a lot of Husker fans out there um, that – have look at those other records that are right up there in the wide receiver. I mean, J.D. Spielman are the records he beat, and J.D. Spielman's games were, you know, mostly from uh, a lot of uh, kind of throwaway minutes or whatever, but the, the point is sometimes, uh, you know, wide receiver numbers and stats don't equal uh, wins if you're not playing complimentary uh, football. I can't say complimentary, but uh, I found it eventually. Words, Words are, are hard. It's okay. Uh, but first got to have Rico telling you guys to just calm down. Hi, everyone. <laughs> so, I have thoughts. Yeah, that's good. I have thoughts, and I also have feelings. Uh, first off, whether you're on the side of this was terrible and Nebraska sucks, or if you're on the side of this was a really good showing and at least they were fighting and this is something we have. Either way, either side, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> calm, chill out. All this right? game didn't do much for you? Chill out. Like I said earlier last week, this is the first good, good team they'll face. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what to make of Oklahoma. I don't know if at the time that Nebraska played Oklahoma that they were the number six team in the nation and then they just went downhill and sucked forever until they played Kansas. And even then, they only won by 10. Um, So I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that up until this point, this current point in the season, Purdue is probably the best team that Nebraska's faced complementary-wise, offensively and defensively. They had a good defense, like I said, earlier in the week. They're a good, good team. Good offense, good defense. Um, Nebraska offensively kind of did what they did earlier in the season where they, they were kind of scoring at will. I mean, the last the two games previous, it was a little bit of a struggle. We can, we can all say that. it was The offense was struggling a little bit, and the defense kind of picked it up and, and was playing really well. The defense kind of reverted back to what they were doing earlier in the season, um, giving up big runs, not able to stop the running <laughs> the running backs at all, despite uh, you know Mockaby being being a walk on, I you know he's a walk on, but he's a <laughs> nice. You look great, but he's a Power Five Division One walk on. It's different. Aiden O'Connell is a walk on, by the way. Yeah, Aiden O'Connell also time. a walk on, yeah. and if you couldn't tell, uh, Matt Millen loves Aiden O'Connell. Right. Um. So, 
either side, chill out. Because if you're on the side of this sucks and Nebraska sucks and we'll never be good again, blah, blah, blah. Because I saw that. And you're the side that's saying Casey Thompson is terrible and he needs to do this, he needs to do that. Chill out, okay? Calm down. Uh, This was a good defensive effort. And Nebraska was scoring with Purdue. They were doing really well offensively. Yeah, they didn't hold on to the ball. They probably had it for, I think I heard Jake Sorensen earlier on early break say that they had the ball in the second half for a grand total of like seven minutes. Yeah. Uh, but they scored on all but one drive where they threw the interception. Um, the offense was great. They couldn't run the ball. That sucks, which means they couldn't hold on to the ball for an extended period of time, but they were scoring. And like I said last week, if you're going to score at such a quick pace, your defense needs to be able to turn the other team over so that they can they themselves can get a little bit of rest. Um, the defense couldn't do that. They couldn't stop anybody. They couldn't get a sack. They couldn't really do anything. They got the interception to, to uh, the first drive of the game in the end zone. But other than that, it was kind of a struggle for Nebraska uh, stopping Purdue. As I said, the offense was kind of doing whatever that they do. The defense was doing well against Indiana, against Rutgers, but as I said, those two were not the greatest offensive units. Indiana better than Rutgers, um, but they also didn't run the ball very well. Or they, you know, Purdue was supposed to not run the ball very well. Indiana didn't run the ball very well, and their quarterback is not Aiden O'Connell. Yeah. Uh, they also don't have Charlie Jones. But Purdue offensively is probably right up there with the best offense that you faced all season. So, you're still you still got an interim defensive coordinator, and this is the best defense you face or the best offense you faced since he's taken over. You didn't play the greatest, but you still had a chance. You gave yourself a chance throughout that entire game to win the game, and I think that's something that everybody needs to look at. Like you still had a chance to win the game. Now the people that are saying that's that's for all the negative people. All right, it mm-hmm. it was fine. It was a good game for Nebraska. It did. You game. didn't. I mean, it didn't work out in the end. You lost, but it was a good game. Now, for the people that are saying, you know, at least they fought and they haven't fought and so they were losing one score games with the previous regime. Okay? I'm not saying that it looked the same. It kind of did somewhat, but they were losing one score games despite all that. So everybody's saying, well, at least they fought and I I enjoyed the all the fight that they put in. They've been fighting, okay? Yeah. They they they've been doing that. This isn't new. The fight that they showed isn't new. It's 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 and I like okay, I like Mickey I, I would I would like to see Mickey Joseph be the next head coach at Nebraska. But right now, the people that are on the, the super uber positive side are in the honeymoon phase that that, <laughs> that people were in for three years right, for with Scott Frost. Where, look the other way. Where, well, yeah. well, I understand that this was bad, but look at all of this positive. And it's like, I get that. There are some positives. There's also some negatives. So on either side of the spectrum, whether you're super positive or you're super negative, chill out. Okay, it, you find yourself somewhere in the middle, and let's have a discussion because the offense looked great. The offensive line looked terrible. Uh, the running game looked bad because the offensive line was bad. The passing game, albeit Casey Thompson probably going to get broken half at some point this season. Yeah. Trey Palmer, sparkling ray of sunshine. You know who else was a sparkling ray of sunshine earlier in the season? Anthony Grant. And now you don't see him because they're not running the ball. So that's something that they need to talk about get figured out and find out if they want to run the ball at all the rest of the season (laughs) uh and then defensively the secondary had some moments but for the most part it was it was charlie jones putting in work and a lot of a lot of 
overpasses, underpasses, or just drop balls by wide receivers getting called, you know, incomplete by the defensive backs. And it's like, okay, you didn't do much. Congratulations, you were kind of there. Um, but they did have their moments. The pass rush uh, still hasn't shown up. They were getting pressure, but not enough. Yeah. Uh, and then the linebacking core, I mean, you're down. This is what I was scared of when, when it was Luke Reimer was day-to-day and he might not play. He is in the middle linebacker room. Uh, probably your fastest, most sure tackling middle right. linebacker. And without him, Purdue was dinking and dunking over the middle, throwing slants because they realized, you know, Nick Henrich, he's a good – I like him. He's a good linebacker. He's not a pass coverage middle linebacker. He's not He's not really, you know, somebody that you're scared of getting getting in the way for pass coverage. He's more of a, you know, come up and stop the run kind mm-hmm. of guy. Um, so without Luke Reimer, insert Edova Malga Clements, who's kind of like a Nick Henrich, Heinrich. Um, and then, you know, you throw in Chris Klarovich, a bigger version of Nick Henrich, also not really a pass, pass protection or um, pass defense kind of guy. And then you burn the, the red shirt on Ernest Hausman. He's, he's more of like a, like a Luke Reimer kind of guy. He's quick. He's twitchy. He played uh, uh, safety, then corner, then linebacker in college or in college, in high school. Uh, he moved his way down as he got bigger. But again, he's a freshman. He's still learning. So it was, it was a, a massive kind of issue right there in the middle linebacker room. And then you lose Nick Henrich uh, in the third quarter, I believe. Yeah. Uh, you lost him for most of the second half. So, again, a big blow, and Purdue just took advantage of the middle of the field, just passing it there time after time after time. And then the missing missing of tackles didn't, didn't really help. But kind of going back to it, just chill out. It's one game. You got a bye week, and really all your focus needs to be on what I believe it's number 19 Illinois now. Yeah, they're they're ranked. They're up there. So uh, look, I'm I'm sorry. I kind of went on rant there, <laughs> but right. just it's one game. Whether you want to be negative, whether you want to be positive, relax. It might be fine. The world might be over. I don't know. You do you. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to sit here and I'm going to look at the positives. I'm going to look at the negatives, and I'm going to draw a conclusion from that. And my conclusion is that this is a talented football team, but at this exact moment. You are not going to win, based on the teams left on your schedule, you are not going to win a single game until you get the trenches fixed. That's offensively and defensively. And I know that sounds simple, and it kind of should be, but at the same time, you know, a little complicated, a little, a little technical stuff going on there. But you just got to get somebody on the offensive line that can get in the way, at least, of a defensive end, of a pass rusher, and not allow them to run so fast past you that they run into each other. you got to get somebody on the defensive line that can get past one person. One person, because not everybody's getting double-teamed. Sure, you have two two people that might be getting double-teamed. Maybe maybe Garrett Nelson and O'Shawn Matheson are getting double-teamed. You guys in the middle, one of you is not being double-teamed. Well, when you're rushing three. You if you're only to, rushing yeah. three, then yeah, sure. Yeah. But they you, they were rushing four a decent amount of the time. They had the yeah. two middle and then the, the two outside guys. One of you's one-on-one. Figure out a way to win. Whether you win and get the sack or you win and force them into somebody else or force them to throw the ball away or force them to throw on the run or get out of the pocket and, and, and just be uncomfortable. Figure it out. Yeah. And I, I know that's easy for me to say sitting here behind a microphone on a radio station. I know that's easy for me to say that. And it is. I don't have to go out on the field and practice. I don't have to go out there and get hit by a 300-pound offensive lineman. But at the same time, this is what you signed up for. You you got to do something. If you want to win any of the remaining games on your schedule, figure it out. 
and you got to figure it out quickly. Well, and and that's tough. I mean, I, I I get the idea, but I mean, usually there's a reason why those lines. It takes a while to kind of grow into that from a high school kid. You know, it's it's usually not a quick fix type of deal. It's uh, not, but Nebraska. you don't have freshmen out there. You've got guys who have done it. But it's been a problem for years, and just kind of throwing a few new guys into the mix. I mean, who's your who's your stuff. your younger? I mean, they had. Uh, uh, I, they might have had like a sophomore playing on the offensive line. Other than that, yeah. everybody's been there for three years, three <laughs> years plus. You know what you're doing at this point. Well, that or we know who you are at this point, and I think that's more where I sit with the offensive line and, and quite frankly, a defensive pass rush improved from last year, but not great. Uh, we'll have to take a quick break. That was Rico's opening rant. I'm sorry. Your water cooler. We'll be back with more Huskers, Purdue, breakdown, and just look at college football as a whole right here on the Ticket Water Cooler, 93.7 The Ticket. Ideas out, and that make me want to get my advance out.